on this fateful Friday morning. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Love Morning Show. I'm your host, J.B. Lee, and what a good morning it is on this fateful Friday. Wake on up. We're headed into the weekend. Let's get the day started. Wake on up on this fateful Friday morning. God is good, and all the time God is good. Wake on up on this fateful Friday morning. Let's get the day started. Knowing God loves us, telling you we're headed to the weekend and we are expecting a good weekend. Might have a little rain, but that's okay. That is okay. God is still good. Wake on up on this faithful Friday morning. Let's get the day started. Let's get the day started. Get it going. Get it moving. I'm telling you, God is good. And uh, I'm telling you, he makes all things work. Like they should in our lives And all we have to do is depend on him Put our trust in him As we're going into work Traveling to and fro Let's let God lead and guide us By the Holy Spirit that's living in us He wants us to have the best life ever He wants us to know what's going on And he will lead and direct our paths The word said the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us Into all truth And I'm telling you He'll do just that If we put our trust in him God is good on this faithful Friday. Yes, he is. Listen, he says some wonderful things about it. He says that he loves us with an everlasting love. He says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And he says that we are more than conquerors. He says that he loves us with an everlasting love. His love has no expiration date. It will not run out. It will not expire. And I'm telling you, it will last forever. He said he loves us with an everlasting love. He says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. The word says that we are made in his image and in his likeness. Good morning, Wanda. And he says that he loves us. He loves us. He loves us. We are made in his image and in his likeness. And I'm telling you, he loves us. And then he says that, that we are more than conquerors. Oh, my goodness. You said more? Than, yes, more than conquerors. He done the work. Jesus finished it all. And all we have to do is believe in what he's done and live in it because he loves us on this fateful Friday morning. You ought to wake up in the morning, look in your mirror and say, you know what? God loves me. <laughs> you ought to wake up in the morning, look in that mirror and say, you know what? God loves me. He do. He loves me. He do. 
Good morning, Deacon Lamb. Because I'm telling you, he do love you. All right. Listen. We got an announcement this morning. Got an announcement. Good morning, Ellen. Our announcement for this morning is God loves you. <laughs> That's our announcement for this morning. God loves you. All right. Let's get on down to our topic for the day. Our topic for today is uh, man. Our topic for today is God's grace is sufficient. That's our topic for today. God's grace is sufficient. And he was he when 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 this statement was made, when the statement was was made, it was made to Paul because Paul uh, had a thorn in his flesh. Now think about it. Now it was a thorn in his flesh. It wasn't no thorn in his spirit. See, we got to get an understanding that it was a thorn in his flesh. He was being buffeted. Worse he was being buffeted by Satan. And it wasn't that Satan was there poking him. <laughs> that's not what was going on. <laughs> I know that's how it sounds. But he was being buffeted by Satan. But here's what here, here's here's what I believe was going on. If you read it in context, what was going on right before he made this statement is that um, you know Paul was he he was he was Paul was he was a zealot. He was zealous. About his his mission when he was Saul, he was zealous about what he was doing because he thought the work he was doing he was doing for God, but he was persecuting the Christians. And uh, the reason he was doing is because Paul was he was well experienced in the law. He knew the law from the front to the back, from the back to the front. He knew the law. You know how we used to do the electric slide. Paul knew the law like doing the electric slide. He could. <laughs> I'm just messing y'all. But he knew the law. And 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 uh he he followed the law to the T. And so he was persecuting the Christians because they wasn't following the law. And and he, you know, they they you know back then and, and when when Paul was on the scene, when Saul was on the scene, he he knew in his heart that he was doing the will of God. That's what he thought. And then you know the story about you know him getting uh, throwed off the horse and all that stuff happened. He became blind, and there's significance to that. But anyway, he became he became blind, and then uh, God sent uh, I can't think of his name now to to uh, uh, help him out, and that that he could see it. But anyway, then he started teaching the word. He got a real revelation of who Christ was. He said he asked Paul, "So why you why you Saul? Why you persecuting me?" Then he changed his name to Paul instead of Saul. But everybody didn't forget about what he had done. If you read it in context of what was going on, everybody didn't forget what he had been doing to the people. So what he, I, I believe, was going on, those people were, were, were they, they were making truth fuel. They, they, was, they were speaking truth because he had done it. He, he, won the, uh, he was, took part in Stephen getting stoned and killed. And he took part in a lot of deaths of Christian people. So it, it was hard. Can you imagine somebody you know that's, that's killing Christians and, and, and then they get converted and then they come around and preach it? Everybody ain't going to trust them. Everybody ain't going to feel good in their presence. And people going to be talking. You know how we do. People going to be talking. Oh, man, that's him. I ain't going to see that man you used to kill Christians. Look at him. Oh, he know Jesus. Uh-uh. I ain't messing up with him. I ain't so, so it was affecting him in, 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 a, in a bad way. And he was probably ready to quit. 
and throw in the towel. And God spoke to him and said, Paul, listen, my grace is sufficient for your needs. He said, I got you. Now, we got to think about it now. How many times have we thought about throwing in the towel? How many times have we thought about quitting and saying, Lord, I don't know if I can do this no more. And he says, my grace is sufficient. See, you have to take that seriously. When he says, when, when you get an understanding that his grace is sufficient, you have to really, really think about what he's saying. He's saying, no, no matter what's going on, no matter how they talk about you, no matter how they slander your name, no matter how they put you down, my grace is sufficient for your needs. God said, I got you covered. He said, because this grace that I'm talking about, you don't have to earn it. You don't have to pay for it. I made it readily available to you. I made it free. There is nothing you can do to earn it. He said, but it's sufficient for your needs. He's going to help you get through this life. Man. See, see, the grace is, is, is not, it's his favor on our life, but it goes more than just salvation. It helps us through the hard times. It brings us through the tough times. It gets us through the door. It gets us over the hill. It brings us to a place where we can understand that he loves us more than we ever knew because his grace is sufficient. And see, you have, see, here's what I don't understand with, with, with people that have a problem with God's grace and they think they don't, but they really do because the first thing when you mention God's grace, when you mention, well, you know what? Uh, God loves me and I'm saved by his grace. And good morning, Carol. And then you're going to have somebody that you say, well, you know what? Do you believe that all your sins are forgiven? Yeah, but. <laughs> when somebody say, yeah, but they got a problem with the grace. Because see, God has nothing that's for sale. And somewhere in our mentality, we's all, we always, uh, we, we're always trying to perform to get God to do something. And he says, my grace is sufficient. You don't have to perform. You don't, there's nothing you can buy. I don't have anything for sale. Just believe what I've done for you and accept my grace because it is sufficient. You can't do anything to earn God's grace. And that's what we try to do. Good morning, Rosa. We try to do it in our self-effort. We try to earn God's grace. We try to perform to get God's grace. We try to make up stuff so God can give us his grace. He said, no, 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 no. My grace is sufficient without you doing anything. <laughs> you don't have to do anything for my grace. You don't have to try. Because, see, he has nothing for sale. His grace is sufficient all by itself. You can't purchase his grace. You can't earn his grace. You can't perform for his grace. You can't work for his grace. You can't. There's nothing you can do because it's it is sufficient all by itself. And when you mention something about God's grace, a lot of people come up with the buts. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, but I hear what you're saying, but I know what you're saying, but it's sufficient. You don't need to add anything to it. And you definitely can't take anything away from it. Let God's grace do what it do in your life. Just believe it. It's true. 
His grace is sufficient. His grace will pull you out of a ditch. Lord have mercy. His grace will get you out of a situation. His grace will it'll provide for you when you didn't think nothing was coming. His grace will get you through the most difficult situation in life. What do you think that peace that passes all understanding comes from? It's because of his grace. And you say, well, I got joy, unspeakable joy. That, that's because of his grace. If it were not for his grace, Lord have mercy, we'd be, we, we'd be lost. If it wasn't for his grace, we wouldn't have no salvation. If it wasn't for his grace, we wouldn't have no healing. If it wasn't for his grace, we wouldn't have no mercy. If it wasn't for his grace, we wouldn't be seated with him in heavenly places. If it wasn't for his grace, we wouldn't have joy. If it were not for his grace, we wouldn't have nothing. We will be totally lost, separated from him forever. But he says, because of my grace, I brought you near to me. And you are now, you, I'm living in you and you living in me because of my grace. Accept my grace, live in my grace, move in my grace, let my grace be. Be what it is to you because it is sufficient for all your needs, Lord. That's what he said. Don't try to add anything to it. You definitely can't take anything from it. Let grace be what it is. Grace is God. It, it's a, grace, grace is Jesus Himself. The word says, the word says, the, the, uh, uh, Christ full of grace. Good Lord, have mercy. He's grace. If it were not for him, there would be no grace. Come on, people. His grace is sufficient. You don't have to try to add anything to it. You can't take anything away from it. Let it do what it do. Come on. When you, when you wake up in the morning, this week and next week and the months and the years to come, when you get up in the morning, just thank God for his grace. Say, God, I thank you for your grace. And I'm going to let it do what it do. <laughs> when an issue come up and a problem come up, say, God, I thank you for your grace. And I'm going to let it do what it do. Come on, somebody. Let it do what it do. Because his grace is there for you. He's there to keep you. He's there to make you whole. He's there to heal you. He's there to bring you to a place in him where you've never been before. And he don't want you to go back to that effort or self-effort of trying to do things on your own. Accept his grace and believe in it because you can't make it on your own. You can't live this life without his grace. And living this life without his grace is living this life without him. And you can't do it. It's impossible. All you're doing is if without his grace, you're just existing. But with his grace, you're living because he says that in him, we, uh, we live in him. We move and in him. We have our being. Good Lord, have mercy. Without his grace, we're nothing. But with his grace, we are everything because we have everything we need. Let his grace be grace. Don't try to add to it. Don't try to take from it. Let it be what it is. It is sufficient. It, and listen, everything we need is in him because of his grace. And you can't make it without it. Come on, you can't make it without it. When somebody come along and, 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 and they say to you, yeah, you know, I'm going to tell you, God's grace is good. Yes, it is. See, when you start adding those buts, 
then you got something you want to take away or add to. When you tell somebody, say, well, you know what? Uh, God's grace helped me through that situation. Yeah, but uh-uh. Go right, go head on. I don't even want to hear nothing you got to say because you don't believe God's grace is sufficient. Anytime you got to add a but, there's something you don't believe by this grace. There's something you don't believe. If somebody said, well, you know what? I almost got in an accident. I was driving and, and a, a car all, almost hit me. But I thank God for his grace. Yeah, but uh-uh. I don't want to hear your butts. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear your butts. I'm telling you what happened. God's grace saved my life. Because I'm telling you, without his grace, want to say, yes, thank you, God, for your grace. Without his grace, I'm telling you, we would be in trouble. And he said, my grace is sufficient. He said, I don't need you to add nothing to this thing. Good Lord, have mercy. And I don't need you to take anything away. He said, it's not for sale, people. My grace ain't for sale. See, I don't care how much money you put in church. That ain't going to buy you no grace. Good Lord, have mercy. I don't care how many times you show. And it's good to, to give. It's good to give because you know the lights got to be on. You know they got to pay the bills. You know this everything got to function in the church. Give because of that. You, if nothing else, give because you know that things got to be done. Somebody got to cut the grass and clean the inside. You, you know what the necessities is of having a building. Give because of that. But don't give because you think you buying something from God. Don't give because you think you buying a blessing. It's, it's, it's impossible. And people do it all the time. Well, I'm going to give because I want God to do this. I'm going to give because I want keep, keep that money. <laughs> God has nothing for sale. His grace definitely ain't for sale. And you can't perform for it. I don't care how many times you say, well, I, I'm a, I, you know what? I'm going to sing on the choir because I want God's grace in my life. You might as well go somewhere and sit down. He, he has nothing for sale. You can't perform for it. It will not work. Just accept it for what it is. It's his grace. And he loves you. And he give it freely. He's not charging anything for it. He's not. See, God has never intended for us to try to perform for every, for the things that he's done. And somewhere and somewhere down the line, we've come into this mentality. We got to perform. We got to do this. We got to do that. Because I know God looking at me. He was looking at you before you even thought about doing anything right. And he still loves you. And now all of a sudden, you got to start your performing. You got to start. I got to. Oh, you know what? I'm going to get in this $1,000 line because I want God's grace on my life. You, you, <laughs> you might as well go buy you a 1000 lottery tickets. And if you win, call me. <laughs> Listen, God has nothing for sale. He loves you. Come on, people of God. We got to get this thing in our mind and get don't don't let them people come with you with them butts. God has been taking care of you because he loves you. He his grace, he he gave his grace to you because he loves you. He gave his mercy to you because he loves you. Not because of what you do and don't do. We, we have to get that straight in our mind. Everybody believe it's something to do with my performance. A lot, not everybody, but a lot of people. My performance, you know what? I did this and I know God loved me because I did this. I know his grace is on my life because I did this. Not so. Not so. He loved you because that's who he is. God is love. And he, he gave you his grace 
because he love you. <laughs> nothing about you ain't did. You can't do nothing. If you could have did something, you, you, you'd have done it. You wouldn't need him. But you, we need him. Every one of us need him. And you can't do nothing to make him do anything. He's already done it. The work has been finished and you were not involved in it. <laughs> you had no part in it. He finished it off. And now all of a sudden at the last minute, now you want to show up and you want to have your hand in what he's done. Like them people used to tell you little sit down somewhere <laughs> and receive his grace and know he loves you and let God be God. That's our topic for the day. God's grace is sufficient. I'm telling you, he loves you. He not trying to, to God is not trying to swindle anything out of you. He's not trying to uh, 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 do anything or put anything more on you than what you can handle. He just said, look, let my grace work in your life. I got you. Let me be God. I got you. Submit unto me. We talked about last that last night in Bible study. Submit and humble. He said, submit unto me. I got you. And Eleanor brought out the point. He and Carolyn brought out the point. Eleanor and Carolyn brought out the point about prayer. He know what we need before we even ask. He just wants us to talk with him because his grace is sufficient. He wants us to communicate with him, not come to him with all these old crazy stuff and, and may like we this and we that. He said, just talk to me. Let me talk back to you because my grace is sufficient. He, he said, I got you. That's our topic for the day, y'all. God's grace is sufficient. Man, I'm telling you, he loves us this morning. Let's go on down to our lunch menu for the day. We're going to get on out of here with our closing. Our lunch menu for the day is, let me know Let me know what you think about our topic, Grace. God's grace is sufficient. Write us, leave us a message. Let's get on down to our lunch menu for today. Fried bologna sandwich and some chips. Come on now. Fried bologna. McClammy, where you at? Rosa, come on. Fried bologna. Carolyn, anybody, somebody, come on. I know. Am I the only one that like a fried bologna sandwich? I hadn't had one in a while. Might go get me a pack of deep fried me one. Come on, Carolyn, maybe. Come on, come on, somebody else. A fried bologna sandwich, you got to fry that thing until it get you, you, you don't want it. When you fry it, it's got, okay, McClam, it said, okay. When you fry it, it's got to have a little bit of black around the edges. I don't want it now if it ain't got nothing. If it, it, just, if it look like it just come out the pack, I don't want it. Yeah, I'm talking about fried. Rosa said, oh, no, not me. Oh, my Lord. Come on, somebody. Am I the only one? Fried bologna? Marilyn said yes. You got to fry that thing until it gets black around the edges. You want it crusty. <laughs> Eleanor said yes with some mayo. Wanda said fried bologna and cheese. There you go. Okay, we got we got five. Anybody else? Come on to the altar of bologna sandwich. Come on to the altar of the fried bologna sandwich. Come on. Would there be one? <laughs> Will there be another? Deacon Lamb said yes. <laughs> All right. Everybody coming. Everybody coming. Will there be another? Like, <laughs> Come on, Amanda. I see you up there somewhere. Come on. Carla said yes with mayo. All right. Come on. Fried bologna. Somebody. Somebody. Fried bologna sandwich with some chips. All right. That's our lunch menu for the day. Fried bologna with some chips. Wanna say some cheese? That sounds like a good one to me. All right. 
Let's get on down and do our closing for the day. Every day we speak that day because God says that there's life and death in the power of the tongue. And we say something good about our day every day because it matters what you say. But I'm telling you, day is waiting with expectation for you to say something good about it. And when you say something good about your day, your day will respond with goodness. So today is a blessed day, a day full of love because God, you are love. A day full of grace, a day full of mercy, a day full of peace, a day full of joy, a day full of help, a day full of prosperity, a day full of all of who you are, God, because you are everything. Listen, today is a blessed day, a day full of love because God, you are love. Deacon Lamb said with some eggs, (laughs) a day full of grace. A day full of mercy, a day full of peace, a day full of joy, a day full of prosperity, a day full of help, a day full of all of who you are, God, because you are our everything. Listen, today is a blessed day, a day full of love because God, you are love, a day full of grace, a day full of mercy, a day full of peace, a day full of joy, a day full of help. A day full of prosperity, a day full of all of who you are, God, because you are our everything. Listen, go have a fa- a good, wonderful day on this fake for Friday. Go love on somebody, help somebody, pray for somebody, but don't let nobody mess up your day, not even yourself. Remember, God loves you. He wants the best for your life. He wants you to have life and have it more abundantly. And remember, his grace is sufficient for all your needs. I'm telling you, he loves you and we love you too here on the Love Morning Show. We out. I'm outside.